Hey, everybody. Today on the Charlie Kirk Show, update on Fannie Willis. And then we also give a little bit of an overview of some recent election news. Email us as always, freedom at charliekirk.com and subscribe to our podcast. Get involved with Turning Point USA at tpusa.com. That is tpusa.com. Start a high school or college chapter today. Uh, the most important organization in the country, tpusa.com. That is tpusa.com. Email us as always, freedom at charliekirk.com and subscribe to our podcast. Buckle up, everybody. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Noble Gold Investments is the official gold sponsor of The Charlie Kirk Show a company that specializes in gold IRAs and physical delivery of precious metals. Learn how you could protect your wealth with Noble Gold Investments at noblegoldinvestments.com. That is noblegoldinvestments.com. It's where I buy all of my gold. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. The pretrial motion involving Fannie Willis is ongoing. Remember, this was supposed to be the big one. Fannie Willis was supposed to be the one that took out Donald Trump, even if Donald Trump won the presidency. It's happening in Georgia. This is the one where Donald Trump couldn't pardon himself, that he might end up in a Georgia prison. But it looks more and more like if you were a betting man, that Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade might go to a prison quicker than Donald Trump. I want to play just a little bit of a recap from yesterday involving Fannie Willis. We did the Nathan Wade thing yesterday in real time. It was just too good to be true. Let's start with this one. It's like, hold on a second. Wait, uh, you took out money from your campaign, Fannie Willis? That's right. Fannie Willis says in cut 122 that the cash that she allegedly paid to Nathan Wade was money she took out on her first campaign. And I kept some of that cash. Now, you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to do that. So she kind of is tripping into other laws that she's breaking to try to say that she wasn't breaking this law while she's trying to prevent perjuring herself. Play cut 122. It's been my whole life. When I took out a large amount of money on my first campaign, I kept some of the cash of that. Like, to tell you, I just have cash in my house. I don't have as much today as I would normally have, but I'm building back up now. Building that back up now. Now, here's what's going on. Is Nathan Wade and Fannie Willis likely colluded on trying to explain away the trips and the money that Nathan Wade was putting forward so that they could travel the world? Now, here's where we know. We know they went to Belize, Aruba, and Napa Valley, minimum. I mean, these people really get around. You know, the, the New York Times, they try to make it seem as if, you know, Fannie Willis is this very hardworking person. She's been hard at work trying to get this indictment. She does a lot of traveling to distant lands for someone that is working very, very hard. So they obviously colluded. They needed to come up with a story because there's no bank records to substantiate this. They say, okay, how can we say that you didn't actually pay for it? Just say I gave you cash. Just say I gave you cash. So this is the line that they put forward yesterday because they thought they could get very cute. They thought that they could get, you know, a little bit, let's just say they could dodge 
the line of questioning, that the cross-examining that they could get out of the way. Now, these are all very, these are red flags for the IRS, but they don't care about that. They'll deal with that later, if at all. This is Fannie Willis getting a little bit prideful. Now, for those very keen observers, and we're going to take a test. We're going to take a poll for those of you in the audience. Did Fannie Willis have her dress on backwards? That's the true dress test that we need to play around. I'm not kidding. Here on the Wall Street Journal, looks like the zipper is in the front. We're going we're gonna to ask you, the audience, whether or not she has the dress on backwards. Let's play cut 125. So your office objected to us getting um, Delta records for flights that you may have taken when no, Mr. Wade. Well, no, no, no. Uh, I object to you getting records. You've been intrusive into people's personal lives. You're confused. You think I'm on trial. These people are on trial for trying to steal an election in 2020. I'm not on trial, no matter how hard you try to put me on trial. Wait, they're on trial to try to steal an election? I thought they were on trial for a RICO co-conspiracy case. That's interesting. She's really letting it come out. She thought that that was a real mic drop moment. Fannie Willis thinks that questioning her secret affair with Nathan Wade, including a $600,000 payout of taxpayer money, you're a threat to democracy. Play cut 149. I think we well, have I'm very much want to be here, so I'm not a hostile witness. I very much want to be not here. Not so much that you're hostile, Ms. Willis. It'd be an adverse witness. Your interests are opposed to Ms. Merchant's. Well, Merchant's interests are, per- are contrary to democracy, Your Honor, not to mine. That's how they train them to respond to every single question. You're a threat to democracy. Remember, every time you hear democracy, just replace it with oligarchy. Every single time. This is from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis raised her voice while on the witness stand Thursday afternoon, prompting Judge Scott McAfee to take a short break. Quote, let's be clear, because you've lied. Willis yelled at a defense attorney, Alish Merchant, quote, it's a lie. It's a lie. Willis was defiant during her testimony in describing a relationship with Nathan Wade, special prosecutor in the case against Trump. Quote, you've been intrusive into our lives. You think I'm on trial. I'm not on trial, no matter how hard you try to put me on trial. Well, you might be on trial very soon, Fannie Willis. You better have your dress on straight when you are a defendant. And the court continued. McAfee warned Willis about her further outbursts during her testimony. This is not going well for Fannie Willis. I mean, this judge was already sympathetic to the cross-examination, sympathetic to this motion. The district attorney is getting lectured like a petulant middle schooler. And if there's any lesson about judges, you don't want to tick them off. They can be very petty with this stuff. When the court continued, McAfee warned Willis, you better stop. McAfee said he could force a strike, forced to strike her testimony. McAfee also reminded the courtroom of the need for professional behavior as the hearing continued. I know what you're all thinking. Why wasn't this on Judge Judy? That's basically what I was watching yesterday. I said, is this daytime television where they're fighting over a parking ticket? And we've all seen daytime TV. Mainly the only daytime TV I ever come in contact with is if I'm in the waiting room of a doctor's office. They seem to always, it's like, a, it's as if it's mandatory in like the American Medical Association and their training that when you're waiting in a doctor's office or some sort of public setting that you must have daytime TV on and it has to be like Judge Judy. They're screaming about the parking ticket. It's my kid. It's not my kid. It's the whole thing all over the place. So, all right, let's vote, everybody. First, zipper gate. Let's put 143 up on screen. It's an awfully strange place to put a zipper. That doesn't look like she put that on correctly. 
And then 144, this is the dress she was wearing. It's supposed to be on the back. So I want to hear from you. Did Fannie Willis put her dress on backwards? Did she do it intentionally as a way to distract from all of this? Fannie Willis issued indictments with typos. She's traveled the world with her taxpayer-funded attache, Nathan Wade, and she can't even put on a dress straight? This is the person who's trying to get Trump. Now, it would be hilarious if this wasn't deathly serious. That Fannie Willis, along with Alvin Bragg and Jack Smith, are the first people in American history to go after a former president. And they do so unapologetically. These people have a lot of power. They're not serious. They're incredibly corrupt. It's somewhat humorous, but remember, this is likely lawfare orchestrated by the federal government and the executive branch and the president of the United States. And thankfully, the left was so prideful in how they selected the people to do these prosecutions. They didn't vet Fannie Willis. They didn't do any sort of opposition research. Thankfully, their own pride will be their downfall. John Daniel Davidson on Twitter says, quote, Fannie Willis is basically our entire ruling class, quote, corrupt, stupid, entitled, power hungry and contemptuous of anyone who questions them. You can't have a republic with a ruling class like this. We talk about the divide between the people and the ruling class. Angelo Cotavia, may he rest in peace, is the author and the architect of this idea. We have a ruling class that travels the country with their taxpayer-funded lover. The globalists are making it very clear that another pandemic could be just around the corner. Uh, They want us to live in fear, to be willing to sacrifice our freedoms. It doesn't have to be this way. You need to be prepared, not scared. That's why you need the wellness company. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. Their medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy. Be ready for anything. I can 100% endorse this company. They are amazing. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to help keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw at us next. Go to twc.health slash Charlie. That is twc.health slash Charlie. Enter promo code Charlie for 10% off. The wellness company, they are licensed doctors and medical professionals you can trust. Again, that's twc.health slash Charlie, promo code Charlie for 10% off. See site for details. Prescription may be required. They thought they'd get away with it. They had a plan. They they centrally plan everything. They are architects of the current political order, and they're not going to give up, but it's not going well. It's not going well. Currently, the established order, they're taking stock and they're keeping score. A couple things that happened today. Number one, the entire Fannie Willis thing is falling apart. They're turning their back on the whole program. Uh, they're doing their, they, they can't even spin it. CNN.com. Georgia DA's Fannie Willis' father takes the stand and describes threats against his daughter. That's the best that they can do. Threats against the daughter. Does he describe Aruba, Jamaica? Ooh, I want to take you to Bermuda, Bahama. Allegedly, this guy's a Black Panther who had a relationship with Angela Davis. Very radical person. It's like this, this is a very radical group of people. More so than I think people recognize or realize. So they're taking stock and inventory and also breaking today a lesser reported story that they thought could help them win the state like Arizona could help them peel away center-right voters, is Joe Manchin is not running for the presidency. Now, this very well could have hurt Joe Biden, but some polling shows that it was probably going to hurt Trump more than Biden. 
that a Joe Manchin, Mitt Romney, no labels ticket. They're backing off of this. And RFK is look like he's taking more and more of the soft liberal young support from the left. So that's not going well for them. Now, today is going to be a tough day. New York is basically going to do the Soviet show trial. The Soviet show trial, they're just going to take property away from a political opponent they don't like. If another country did this, if another country just confiscated the property, the State Department would issue a press release How dare you just take the property away of a opposition political leader? But Fannie Willis was one of the more exciting things happening for the rabid left. They were thrilled about it. You know, they talked about how it's black woman justice. They were writing story after story after story. It's one of the reasons why they made Stacey Abrams such a massive figure in the Democrat Party. Letitia James, Katanji Brown-Jackson. Fannie Willis. This was all part of a a building narrative that they have on the Democrat Party. And it's more than just imploding. I mean, it is exploding in real time. It very well might result in the dismissal of this prosecutor, Nathan Wade and Fannie Willis, which would throw this entire case post-election. It very well could result into criminal charges against Fannie Willis. Now, would that be the Georgia attorney general? I don't know. Whoever would that be? She's She's acknowledging at the very least, the beginnings of lawbreaking. And then understand that Donald Trump, in about five weeks, is going to stand trial with Alvin Bragg in New York, all about adding a soundbite, adding two words. Donald Trump's name is going to change. Donald Trump will officially have to go and change his name in the media. Donald Trump will no longer be called former President Donald Trump, as they like to say. They'll instead say convicted felon Donald Trump. At every rally, every interview, at the convention, they're going to make him change his driver's license to not Donald John Trump, but instead convicted felon, Donald John Trump. That's what the Alvin Bragg thing is all about. But the Georgia one, the Georgia one always had a sense of seriousness to it. It's a RICO case, mandatory jail time, not pardonable by federal ability. It's outside of presidential and federal statutes. They were getting other quote-unquote co-conspirators to guilty plea. It was building. It was in a battleground state. So they were trying to do this to try to hurt Donald Trump in the state of Georgia. It had all these elements where this was the one that concerned us the most. And now it has completely flipped. 180. Not only are they on defense, let's say theoretically the judge says, you know what? I'm perfectly fine with Fannie Willis. Who's going to take anything that comes out of this court seriously from this point forward? Who's going to take anything that Fannie Willis does? Fannie Willis is trying to remind the judge, those people are the ones that tried to overturn democracy. You're getting a little upset. You know what those people didn't do? Those people didn't take taxpayer fund money and hire their lover travel to Napa, Aruba, Belize, lie about it under oath, and then lie again about cash reimbursement payments, Fannie Willis. So you better calm down and lawyer up. You might get away with it because of the protection racket of urban politics, but you better stop protesting. You could be in some real trouble, Fannie Willis. Okay, Kirk fans, I need you to stop and pay attention to this. If you deal with exhaustion, brain fog, mood swings, or food cravings, if you're constantly getting sick or simply lack the zeal you used to have in life, 
then I have some news for you. A while back, I found a liquid supplement called Strong Cell, and it changed my health in a very profound way. I take it every single day. Look, I knew I had to partner with them. I did the research, Google, and look up online what happens when you mix NADH with CoQ10 and marine collagen. It's simple. Every area of your body has cells, so if your cells are healthier, then you will also be healthier. You don't have to take my word for it. Listen to one of these testimonials. After taking strong cell for six weeks, I found improvement in many areas, less shoulder pain, improved mental clarity, increased natural energy, and so much more. I'm thankful that Charlie Kirk recommended this to his listeners. Rebecca says, I absolutely love strong cell. At first, I didn't think it would make much of a difference for my chronic fatigue, depression, and anxiety, but I thought I'd give it a chance. I've tried to find depression meds for 10 years, and since you strong cell, I'm feeling better than I ever have on depression medication. Customer for life. Thank you, Charlie Kirk, for recommending this product. So there it is. You've heard from me directly and some of the users who have seen their lives changed by strong cell. I personally recommend taking it every day for at least 30 days. I take it every day before I go on the air, and it's helped me in more ways than I can even name. Each of our bodies is very different, so I would recommend you give the supplement at least two to three months to see the changes in your body. Go to strongcell.com and learn more for yourself. That's strongcell.com forward slash Charlie. And don't forget to use discount code Charlie at checkout to get your special 20% discount for Kirk listeners. Or you can call 888-596-0155 to order over the phone. That is 888-596-0155 or visit strongcell.com forward slash Charlie. Okay, I want to kind of give a little bit of the state of the race. And some things are moving in our favor and some things we, we got to work on. This, this Georgia thing, and I had a Frank Turek, who I really like from Cross Examined. He watches our show. He's such a great friend, such a good guy. He sent me this message, and it was a very important message this morning. And I, I think I think he I think I know why he was sending it, and it's because I needed to hear it. <laughs> he said, "Charlie, this is a tough one to follow, but be aware." Proverbs twenty four seventeen through eighteen quote Do not gloat when your enemy falls; when they stumble, do not let your heart rejoice or the Lord will see and disapprove and turn his wrath away from them. I think that's a great word because, first of all, it is exactly the opposite of what I want to do right now. The, what I want to do is just rejoice and ridicule and mock, and we've had our fun, but I don't want to get too cocky. I think it's a beautiful verse in Proverbs that tells you to say, hey, Fanny Willis has fallen apart. That's not going to stop. That, that looks as if it is, has its own momentum. So I think that's a really good word. So we'll kind of leave that be, not overly celebrate in the collapse or the falling of our enemies. And Fannie Willis is an enemy. She's a total enemy to the country. She's not a good person for what she's doing. Some people in the chat says, that's too bad. We should keep on making fun of them. I'm like, I'm, I got this verse sent to me. I'm going to decide to listen to it. That's just me. doesn't mean I want them to succeed. I'm cheering for the failure. But I'm not going to go above and beyond and celebrate it. That's a tough verse. I got to be very honest. It is so tempting to want to gloat in the failure of bad people. But it wouldn't have to be a commandment. It's not a commandment, but it wouldn't have to be a verse or a teaching if it was easy. Imagine if the teaching was celebrate every time your enemy falls. It's easy. That doesn't take it. I can understand why it had to be written. I understand why God has to say this because it's in our human nature to want to throw the parade when bad people, when bad things happen to bad people. So the state of the race, Donald Trump is going to have his business empire taken from him later today. It's outrageous. 
It is completely and totally outrageous what's happening here. This is this has been ongoing. It feels as if this is one of the longest trials I've ever seen. I, I think it was summer when this thing started. I remember it being like 106 degrees outside here in Phoenix when that creepy judge was, you know, posing for the pictures. Blake, how long has this thing been going on in New York? We have Alina Haba coming up. I, I just how many times? This is the longest trial. He had a verdict, and then he said, well, now I'm going to have a trial based on the penalty, and Mar-a-Lago is worth $14 million. By the way, if Mar-a-Lago is for sale for $14 million, I think Turning Point would be thrilled to purchase Mar-a-Lago for $14 million. We'd turn quite a profit. I'm half kidding, by the way. If, that, if Mar-a-Lago is for sale for $14 I would take out a loan. To just that is a multi-billion-dollar property. It, it is a mockery to the combined intelligence of any onlooker, any observer. But remember, the whole tell was very simple. The tell was Rachel Maddow and Ryan. If you could get this, and it's in the archives, it's important. Why is this happening? Rachel Maddow showed her cards. The trial started in September of 2022. The civil case. Goodness gracious. This, it's nearly a year and a half. You have to deal with all this stuff and the legal fees. It's all intentional. It's all, it's all intentional. But why is this happening? Rachel Maddow, she showed the whole cards. Rachel Maddow said in so many words, and this is why I want to make sure that your resolve and your energy doesn't die. You, you, we, have to, we have to increase. We have a lot of work to do, but there are some things that are falling in our favor. Remember last year at some point, after the fourth indictment, we said, can we catch a break? We're catching breaks, everybody. We should acknowledge them. This whole Georgia thing is a break. If they weren't a bunch of corrupt, laughable criminals, can't put their dress on straight, their typos, they're flying to Aruba, this would be a big problem. It's collapsing. It's also a PR loss for them. This thing's been on television, been seen by tens of millions of people, makes Donald Trump look better. We are catching breaks. And some of you in the last year have said, boy, can we just catch a break? Can we catch a break? We're catching breaks. But understand why this whole thing is happening. Rachel Maddow said, essentially, this is all happening because Donald Trump is running for the presidency. It should be the opposite. It should be that if you run for the presidency, you aren't persecuted. That was actually the conventional wisdom. Hilariously, when Donald Trump announced for the presidency, remember, there was some suspicious Nathan Wade invoices just days after Donald Trump announced. We were the first show to actually isolate this and to mention it. Nathan Wade had on his invoices, you know, 24 billable hours in a row, just outrageous, probably fraud, sent to the Biden White House counsel's office. You know, you go get Donald Trump, RICO investigation, just days after Donald Trump announced the presidency in November 2022. So Donald Trump announced for the presidency in November 2022. And the chattering class said, oh, he's doing this to try to prevent himself from getting indicted. When in reality, the exact opposite was actually true. He's getting indicted and getting persecuted because he ran for the presidency. This is how this could have went down. The Mar-a-Lago raid was the warning shot. The warning shot was in August of 2022. That was to try to weaken Donald Trump's involvement in the 2022 midterms. That was August of 2022. I remember vividly. They raided his home. They went into Melania's underwear closet. Very weak, like very creepy, very strange. They went all over that property. According to Mike and Schellen, Michael Schellenberger, hopefully we have on the show soon, they went to go reassume custody of the Russia file documents. Very suspicious. We need more evidence to support that, but I personally believe it. I think that's totally right. That was the warning shot. 
The final warning for Donald Trump was the Mar-a-Lago raid. Donald Trump could have called a meeting. Midterms happened. Donald Trump had a decision. He could have he could have went this way or went that way. Very simple. Same way that I did the Patriot Mobile binary framing. In one direction, Donald Trump could run for president. He will absolutely assuredly be indicted. His business empire might be taken from him. He might go to federal prison and he will have the toughest presidential campaign in the history of the country. The other side was awfully alluring, very attractive. Be a kingmaker. You got Ron DeSantis. You got all these young people that are running. Go do more. Go back into the hotel space. And as long as you don't run, the indictments won't come. Donald Trump could have called a meeting with his lawyers. He could have signaled because he received the message. He got the message loud and clear. The Mar-a-Lago raid was a memo to one recipient. The Mar-a-Lago raid was a memo straight to Donald Trump. You do this, we're coming after you. Final warning, warning shot. Donald Trump made a decision. It was a decision that would make him poorer, that would jeopardize his own personal freedom, that would put his kids and grandkids in a tougher, more difficult position, that put his business empire in jeopardy. And he made a decision that no other politician would have made. Almost any other person in that position would have backed off, would have become kingmaker, and Donald Trump would have become a scratch golfer. Donald Trump would have been the entertainment center of the Republican Party. Yeah, sure, he'd spout out on social media. His endorsement would still mean a lot, but it wouldn't have the same zing. Imagine right now if he wouldn't have run. This lawfare stuff would have been put on the side. The stuff would have been on the fringes, would have put in the hinterlands. But he made that decision for many, many reasons. And the conventional wisdom, oh, he's running to not get indicted. He ran because he knew he was going to get indicted if he ran. But he ran for you. He ran for the people of East Palestine. He ran for the forgotten man and woman. He ran of all the promises he made as president. And win or lose in November, and we're going to take stock of the race because there's some great stuff happening and then there's some really disturbing stuff happening. He will go down in the history book in my own ranking as one of the most courageous people. He didn't have to do this. He didn't need this. He has received nothing but persecution and backlash, negativity, and it was his choice because he loved the country more than the comfort of a billionaire lifestyle. Okay, so the state of the race, where do things stand? It's going to come down to a couple states. We're coming down to a couple of states. We, we know this. Arizona, Wisconsin, Georgia. Thankfully, Florida's looking great. North Carolina, we're going to be okay. It's going to take some effort. Ohio's great. Iowa's great. And it does segue to the vice presidential conversation. That's really heating up, by the way. I really think we have to we have to entertain all options right now for the vice presidential selection. I am curious. You guys can always email me. I read all your emails. Freedom at charliekirk.com. Who can be a game changer when it comes to the vice presidency? So today, Joe Manchin said he's not running for the presidency, which means that that, you know, that bromance, by the way, every time they do interviews together, 
it's, just, it's overlapping. It's very strange. The, the Romney mansion thing, too close together. Anyway, that whole bromance, yeah, it's more separation. It's, it's weird. By the way, I'm not making it up. You get a picture of those guys on TV together. They're like overlapping. It's just they need some sort of social distancing or something. It's not right. So anyway, that whole bromance has fallen apart. The, the moderate Chamber of Commerce deal, there still might be some manifestation there. But that's really good news for Arizona. Of all the states where the no-labels cabal could have had the biggest impact or damage would have been Arizona. Why? Arizona has a specific type of voter, which has been very turned off, very turned off by the whole Trump phenomenon. You, you got to call balls and strikes. And by the way, our elections are so screwed up here. So I want to make sure I factor that in. But this is also a legitimate thing, okay? That, yeah, you got to put that picture up there. This, this is one of the, by the way, there's so much extra space that they could have been away. It's completely unnecessary, this picture of uh, Manchin and uh, Romney. It's, 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 it's something else. You got to put this thing up on screen. They have all this extra room they could have been. I mean, it's, and they chose to almost look like, what is that all about? It's like you need Ben Carson to separate you, man, or something. I mean, geez, come on. It's, like, it's at least a foot, man. It's conjoint. Okay, anyway, the bromance continues. Good for them. I hope they're happy. Not that there's anything wrong with it. So in Arizona, you got to be honest. So first, the Trump phenomenon has turned Florida into a deep red state. It's turned Ohio into a deep red state. It's turned Iowa into a deep red state. This make America great again, industrial, rust belt, plumbers, electricians, welders, muscular class. But in a state like Arizona, it's made it a battleground state. It's made it closer and tougher. And I know a lot of these folks. They live in Mesa. They live in Chandler. A lot of LDS voters, college-educated, Mormon, great people, family people. But they're off put by what they would call the tone, the drama, the noise. Scottsdale voters, Paradise Valley voters, big influx from California immigration in Arizona. But hilariously, not hilariously, but interestingly, they actually register Republican. Can we put the bromance picture up? Not the sort, not the CNBC one, the other one. But this, you know, the one-two combo of Manch Romney, that would have done some damage in Arizona. That would have done some damage. They would have won at least 10 to 15 percent of center-right Republican LDS suburban type voters. And these are voters that a gun to their head, they can be persuaded to vote for Donald Trump. Now, let's not, let's not get too celebration here. That's good news, the Manchin thing. By the way, Manchin also would have caused this problems in Ohio, and he would have caused this problems in Appalachia. That, that would have been a real thing. So the fact that he's, I don't know what, he's going to go be a lobbyist and go make a bunch of money. But do not sleep on Nikki Haley becoming a no-labels candidate. She's starting to act like it. She's defiant. She's courting the donor class. So let's not, let's not pop the champagne. Running out of time on this particular thing. But the, the news that Manchin and Romney are backing off that will make Arizona more in play. RFK will hurt Joe Biden likely at Arizona State University, University of Arizona, Northern Arizona University. Again, we're talking about a 10 to 15,000 vote margin. It's on the margins of the margins. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Email us as always, freedom at charliekirk.com. Thanks so much for listening and God bless. For more on many of these stories and news you can trust, go to charliekirk.com.